second episode of the Three Mile Creek Podcast. I'm Brady, coming at you again. Going to talk this week a little bit about a few various items I got going on. Just came back from a trip up to Devil's Lake, North Dakota. If you've never been to Devil's Lake, you are definitely missing out. Unbelievable. Perch capital of the world, I would call it. The walleyes are to die for. It is seriously a ice fishing mecca up there if you get a chance jump on it it is you won't see anything else like it i was up there last week with the crew we were uh we went out and searched the perch bite and got into them Uh, a lot of a lot of very nice perch 12 13 14 inch perch enough to put a put some in the freezer and enough for us to cook up at night we ended up staying in Devil's Lake at a buddy's cabin right on Devil's. The first day we went out and targeted the walleye up on Lake Irvin and got into them. It was so much fun. We fished a lot of heaves. Um, they were really bothered by the, the, the noises, you know, those um, ripping wraps, uh, anything that can make a little noise down there for them, a little vibration. They just wanted to hammer it. Um, the northerns on top of that they would come through every now and then and they would smack it and you, you'd get that rush that you got that monster walleye on there which they were beautiful walleyes there was a lot of 20 22 24 inch walleyes but on top of that there was a few 30 35 inch northerns caught as well as a few nice lures lost as well with those northerns the second day we went down to stump lake and got into the perch a lot of people were talking about how uh, the perch bite was being a little difficult and a little finicky out there. And we had a decent sized crew and the motors in our trucks never shut off. Uh, we stayed mobile the whole day and we ended up with a 7 man limit of about 13-14 inch perch. It was one of the best fishing times I've ever had uh, during a time when a lot of people are struggling. There's that high barometric pressure, there's a lot of people fishing. Um, on top of two feet of snow and 40 inches of ice, uh, you could tell that people were starting to get a little frustrated with the fishing. We noticed that where we found shrimp, where we were drilling, we found the perch. When you pop that first hole or two with your auger, whatever brand you're using, if you didn't find shrimp in there, you're in the wrong spot. We would drill, no shrimp, we'd move. Find the shrimp and that's where the fish were. Once it would die down, we'd pack up and we'd split up and we'd go running again. And that's how we got into them all day long. And we sat and watched other people that stayed in their portables in the same spot for four or five hours on end. And then they would move. And maybe they were catching fish. I can't say for sure or not. But I know that staying mobile for us definitely helped. Just looking at the radar here, I see that they're talking... Another six inches plus for central Minnesota with that band springing all the way up to Devil's Lake. And that is not what we want. Um, It's difficult enough getting around up there with uh, four-wheel drive pickups. The tracks, I see, we saw a lot of vehicles with tracks, um, you know, the side-by-sides and a few snow bears. And they were getting around just fine, but, you know, it just creates that hassle with adding two, three feet of snow on top of uh, full auger's length of ice down there. The third day we got into the northerns. We did a bunch of spearing on a local lake up there. 
there was quite a bit of activity from the other other anglers and that were doing the same things we were. Uh, it was a lot of fun, you know, slow at first, but it was just a blast to be out there. I was with my brother and a few of his buddies and my father, and it was just a lot of fun. If you never got a chance to do some northern spearing, you're definitely missing out. A lot of people don't want to target northern because maybe the taste or having to deal with the northern, but the spearing is just, it's a different way to target um, it's fish that a lot of people don't target in particular. Some gear we were using were the Eskimo rocket augers. Uh, they they did the trick. We had to use a few extensions out there because of the amount of ice. We are also using the Eskimo grizzlies, which are the new fish houses that Eskimo came out with this year, and those are top-notch. If you haven't sat in one or got your hands on one, you're missing out. You stay warm, you stay out of the wind. Um, it's a little bit heavier, weighs about 128 pounds empty, so it's a little bit of... Um, a little bit bigger than some previous models, but you're definitely getting what you pay for, and it's warm, it's cozy, and seats swivel, and there's just a ton of room in there. If you get a chance, head up to to head up to Devil's Lake. I definitely recommend Bry's Guide Service out of Devil's Lake. They are going to put you on the fish. They're going to accommodate to what you want. They're going to go after the fish that you want to go after, and they're going to make sure that you feel at home. So if you get a chance hit up Bry's Guide Service in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. Switching gears a little bit, I wanted to talk about our recent honeymoon trip that my wife and I took to St. Lucia. If you're not familiar with St. Lucia, it is the most eastern country in the Caribbean. They are their own country. They are known for their mountain range, which would be the Gros Piton and Petit Piton mountains which are basically seen from any point on the country. The country is not a very big place. It's uh, just a little tiny island kind of in the middle of nowhere. Uh, just shy of 240 square miles which is not that big. The population is, isn't is even over 200,000. It's pushing about 175,000 is about the max they've seen in the last couple years. We ended up staying at Anse Chastanet, which is basically um, in connection with Jade Mountain Resort. We stayed there at Anse Chastanet for four nights, and that was that was unbelievable. You don't know what a rainforest is like until you visited this place. The farthest south I've ever been from the Midwest is Mexico, and that was a blast, and I thought I'd seen it all but I didn't even know what I was getting into. It is a different world, it's a different country, and it was so amazing. The sights, the views, the people, the food, the hospitality was unbelievable. The beaches were black volcanic sand, the drinks were cold, and the sun was warm. It was unbelievable and to die for. After our stay at Anse Chastanet, uh, in connection with that is Jade Mountain and we ended up staying at Jade Mountain for four nights as well if you get a chance to look up Jade Mountain I highly recommend it it is one of the best resorts in the world and it has been named the top resort in the world it comes the, the rooms are not called they're not rooms they're they're sanctuaries and they literally are the fourth wall is missing in the rooms so 
you have your three main walls and the fourth is wide open it is it's not a wall it's you are looking over the Atlantic Ocean in the Bay of Castries which is the capital of St. Lucia and you're watching a sunset every night it is oh I need to show pictures because it's heaven on earth my wife and I had the most absolute best time of our life it was if I could go back right now I would in a heartbeat if there was ice fishing down there I would pack up my stuff and be gone tomorrow morning but there isn't it's warm it's hot it's humid it was about 85 degrees every day and the coldest it got would be about 77 degrees and it rains a lot about every half hour a little rainstorm comes through you tuck in underneath the the umbrellas have a few drinks eat, eat some food and wait for it to pass every night there was great entertainment that played the best music the people took care of us like we were family our drinks never went empty and the food was always delicious and nobody was there to impress the other person it was just a big communal gathering where everyone got along great um, we met a lot of people from all over the world uh, New York uh, a lot of Europeans Australians and the crazy thing is it's the resort only has about 30 rooms so there's not a whole lot of people at the resort and there's actually no kids allowed under 18 and which we really enjoyed because it was quiet it was a mature group and it was so cool if you get a chance I definitely recommend looking up Jade Mountain in St. Lucia and Anse Chastanet in St. Lucia they are side by side and I would repeat that trip every year for the rest of my life um, if you got any more questions definitely hit me up and I'm more than willing to help anyone we went on our honeymoon we got married in September and this was our honeymoon and we were spoiled if it was I it's so tough to put it into words I had to bring so many pictures back because people didn't understand what it was like and the pictures don't do justice so if you got any more questions definitely hit me up and I'm more than willing to provide as much information to you as I can on top of our honeymoon I would like to add this in our last day, we, our trip was to fly from St. Lucia to Atlanta, Georgia, and then to Minneapolis would be our final destination, and then drive home. And there was a huge snowstorm that hit Atlanta the day before we were supposed to fly in, and they got it about eight inches to a foot of snow in Atlanta, which they don't have snow plows, they don't have road salt, they didn't even have heaters in the airport. So we were pretty concerned about getting back or trying to find an alternate route because we had to get back to work on Monday and luckily we both have jobs that are willing to work with us but you never want to overdo it so we did what we could we got on the flight to Atlanta Georgia and we got in there and we got on our next flight and we sat on our flight that was supposed to depart from Atlanta to Minneapolis and we sat on that flight for four hours on the runway and they taxied us back to the airport, well, the main station, and they told us all to get off, and our flight was canceled. So we ended up spending the night at the airport. It was about 3 in the morning at this point, and our f next flight to get out was at 10 a.m., and so we weren't going to get a hotel room from 3 until 7 a.m. So we 
toughen it out and slept in the airport where you were usually kind of chuckling at the people that you see on the news that sleep in the airport over holidays and that was us so we got our first taste of sleeping in an airport overnight it was undesirable but we made it work and we didn't let it damper our honeymoon and we would do it all over again in a heartbeat just want to follow up and say thank you for tuning into my podcast i'm so new to this and i figured i'd never unless i jumped in and started giving it a whirl i'd kind of regret it i've always been one that's wanted to get into podcasting and i'm just starting out i listen to all sorts of podcasts and i just listen to their ideas and try to make myself a little bit better I'm just going to come at some random topics week after week until I finally get a groove of something I really enjoy. A lot of episodes I listen to right now are uh, the Cameron Diaz, Keep Hammering podcast, Joe Rogan, definitely, Joey Diaz. I like to listen to the, uh, the church of him. Uh, April Volke, she has a great fishing one. The Orvis Fly Fishing podcast. There's just so many podcasts out there that provide so much information and good useful tips that I'm definitely going to be using. I have an Instagram account, uh, Three Mile Creek. If you wouldn't mind giving me a follow over there, uh, I post all sorts of hunting, adventure, fishing stories, and I'm willing to share whatever you have to offer. So again, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll see you next time.